everyone. Thanks for taking the time to stop by the campfire. I'm your host, Cole Kelly. Summer camp provides everyone involved a great deal of fun and a surprising amount of learning as well. Yes, it's actually true. You can have a blast while learning things that will help you later in life. It doesn't matter whether you're a seven-year-old first-time camper, a 16-year-old CIT, a college-age staff member, or a year-round professional with more than two decades under your belt. There's always a lot to learn at summer camp. The idea behind this podcast is actually to shine a light on some of those lessons that we learn at camp and figure out how we can apply them to our lives back home. I hope you'll hear a few bits of summer camp wisdom that you can put to work immediately in your daily life. Now, 11 months ago, our world came to a screeching halt. Kids continued to learn, but it was online rather than face-to-face. Many parents who normally left for work or had their kids head off to school were suddenly with their children 24-7. Our quote-unquote normal daily lives and routines were disrupted and replaced with a new temporary normal. Rather than summer camp or athletics or playdates or anything else, our days were filled with Zoom calls and texts and a lot of video games. In my 20 years of leading summer camp, I don't know of a more important time for camp than right now. Getting back to the basics, surrounded by new and old friends, and leaving some technology behind is just what our kids need. And as we move forward to a brighter time around the world, and by the way, I truly believe we are moving toward that brighter time, we must also recognize the effect the last 12 months have had on our personal and family routines, as well as our emotional well-being. Camp may feel a bit different than in years past because, well, we are all a bit different. This isn't anything new. We all continue to change and learn and grow each year. But due to the emotion and the upheaval of the past 12 months, campers, parents, and staff members are going to approach this summer with more excitement and probably a little bit more anxiety than they have in the past. I'm happy that we've got a number of great resources to help prepare ourselves for a safe and happy summer. I'm even more excited to have one of the best resources I know around the campfire tonight. Ricky Goldenberg is a former camper and a camp counselor who went on to become a mental health professional and a healthcare consultant. More importantly, she's an awesome mom of two camp kids and happy to help us all start thinking through how we can help our own kids and ourselves prepare for an amazing summer. I hope you'll enjoy this campfire conversation with my friend, Ricky Goldenberg. Ricky Goldenberg, I'm so happy to have you around the campfire. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. So you grew up around a lot of campfires. You know, you, you were a camp person through and through you and, and your, your brother, who I know quite well as well, who's been on the podcast. Um, where did you grow up going to camp? So actually, most of my childhood was spent at day camps. Mm-hmm. Um, my older brother went to sleepaway camp, but my twin and I, for some reason, we decided to stay local. I did finally get the nerve at like 10 or 11 to go to sleepaway camp. And I went to Camp Timberidge in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it was a four-week sleepaway camp. And I came down with the chicken pox the second week. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so two weeks, two and three of my sleepaway camp experience were spent in the infirmary, <laughs> quarantined man. with chicken pox. Oh, so, man. Yeah, it was actually a very interesting experience. And, you know, thinking about it and, um, you know, it was like, wait a minute, I was quarantined and Mm -hmm. I had a virus that was contagious. Thank goodness we have, you know, we don't have to worry about 
uh, chicken pox anymore. Right. But, you know, and so I missed out. So I had my first week at camp. I met everybody. And then I spent the middle of camp in the infirmary. And then I spent the last camp with my bunk and kind of re-met everyone all over again because I couldn't leave because I was contagious. Right. So it was, it was an interesting experience for me, but uh, it's definitely been a big family joke for quite a while. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is absolutely hilarious. But now you, yeah. also, you also worked at camp, at day camp, yes, I did. So I always loved camp. Like mm-hmm. summer camp for me, it was just, it was amazing. Like I love talent shows and trying different sports and crafts and things that you don't normally get to do. So was um, when I was old enough, I started working as a CIT and then a junior counselor. And then I became a camp counselor and I worked with my older brother, which was like the best experience to be his junior counselor. And we worked with four and five-year-olds and, you know, we were in charge of, you know, groups of like 30, four and five-year-old kids for camp. And it was such an amazing experience. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And now I know you've got two of your own and they're, they're yeah. keepers uh, as well. And we're excited to you know, have them uh, go on a camp this summer. Uh, but since that, you really kept working with, with young people through the mental health yeah. consulting, correct? Absolutely. That was always my passion. I knew very young, I want to say maybe middle school, high school, that I wanted to help children. Mm-hmm. I, you know, just growing up, I saw how so many kids were so different, how I felt like the school systems really failed children at that time, especially with attention deficit and things like that and learning disabilities. I don't think we knew then what we knew now. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that I didn't want to see kids struggling like I saw. And especially with teenagers, I felt like that with an adolescence, I felt like that was such an important time in life where if they got the support that they needed, they could really get through anything. But if they didn't get that support, then it was really hard for them to struggle. And I just, I didn't like seeing that happen. So I did go on to school and I became, uh, I got my degree in psychology and became a licensed mental health counselor mm-hmm. and worked with children for quite a while with direct care. And then I decided to get into corporate America and I still stayed in healthcare, working in mental health field as well as in the medical field mm-hmm. and um, learned all kinds of things about project management, process improvement, operations, managing and leading teams. I led a team of 150 people at one point, but always focused on people and how we help people. And so that was really my passion. You're like the perfect storm for summer camp. That's that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Well, now I get to bring my business experience to help people, whether employers or businesses or kids and help things run smoothly. So that's my goal. That's fantastic. So from from your your wearing your hat of mental health, um, a mental health professional, how can how do you put into words what we what our children have gone through over the course of the last 12 months now how do you see it and how do you see it going forward from there you know um it's been such a crazy experience and i was even talking to my kids about this yesterday how you know their children are going to learn about the great pandemic of 2020 and Mm -hmm. how fascinating that that is and you know all of the bad with it, so much good came out of it. I mean, I think, you know, we've learned a lot about ourselves. We learn a lot about our families. We learn a lot about science and medicine through this. And I think kids are so resilient that they're probably making it through this whole thing better than the adults are actually, (laughs) because they still have their creativity and their excitement and the energy and they know that something's not going well right now. And they know that there are some issues out there, but they're still kids. And so they can still hold on to that. Well, I still want to play a video game and I still want to play soccer and I want to see my friends. Mm -hmm. And I think the social interactions with kids is the most important thing for them. 
yeah. throughout the pandemic. And, you know, even, even if it's six feet apart outside with masks on, I think it's so important for kids to play sports and to do some of the activities with other children that they're used to doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's any bit of normalcy we can have for the kids now is, is such a wonderful thing. And, you know, you and I have been in very different situations than most of the country in that we live in the Southeast. Our kids have, you know, for lack of a better word, been more in a normal routine than a lot, you know, mm-hmm. in school, playing athletics, you know, seeing their friends a little bit, um, certainly more restricted than we've been in the past, but not nearly what we see in other places. You know, when you think about children who have been away from school really for the vast majority of time since March of 2019, uh, no, sorry, 2020, then they're coming to camp all of a sudden, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously we're excited about coming to camp. There's not a better social emotional learning place, you know, for kids in my opinion, and probably in yours mm-hmm. than summer camp. And yet they're coming to camp, not having been around a lot of other kids, and so what do you mm-hmm. think, how do you think we can best prepare our kids to literally jump back into the ocean of social experience right. after they've spent, you know, was it 14, 15 months away from it? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there are a couple of things. Number one, I think we need to teach kids how to interact with people face to face and not through a phone. Yep. Because I think kids are very good at texting each other and communicating, but When it comes to actually having a conversation with someone in front of you without an electronic involved, I think they're going to struggle a little bit with that. I think kids need to relearn how to do that and how to read the face on somebody and not the punctuation mark to know if someone's happy or sad. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's going to be a big adjustment for them. Um, I think, you know, I think it's a lot of it's going to be on the parents. I think the parents have a big job to do with getting their kids ready for summer camp. You know, as parents, we everyone has anxiety and we all have anxiety and we've had our eyes on our kids for the past year. We know where they are pretty much at all times because they don't leave the house, you know, and we know and we can control it and we make sure they have their mask and their hand sanitizer and this and that. And I think it's important as parents that we prep our kids for that and talk to them about what to expect. And for the kids who have been at camp to talk a lot about what might be the same as it was when they were at camp last and what might be different because it's Mm -hmm. going to look a little bit different. They might need to wear masks, you know, in certain situations and there might need to be COVID tests and there might be changes with how they do activities. And that's okay. Now we, I think the adults really need to help and talk to the kids, have a lot of conversations about what might be different. How do you handle that? You know, working with that adjustment and really kind of focusing on, the thing that's important, which is being at camp and being with kids and being able to experience that again. And with the parents, I would say, you know, we teach our kids how to be anxious. <laughs> you know, it's genetic, but they hear us and they pick up on it. Our dogs even pick up on it when sure. we're anxious. So it's really on us to manage and filter what we tell our kids and what we kind of have as a conversation with another adult without our children around mm-hmm. to help manage that. Because if we are constantly saying to our kids, okay, you need to wash your hands. You need to do this and be careful about this and don't do this. And if this is happening, call it. And if we put all that on them, then they're going to show up at camp very nervous. Yeah. But if we manage some of that ourselves and say, okay, you're going to have a great time. Like you're going to, you know, this will be great for you. It might look a little different, you know, and this is how we can practice with that. And let's talk about what it looks like and let's watch some videos to see and let's call and ask, you know, ask some questions. I think that will help the kids transition better. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's funny how much the, our children's behavior flows from what they see and what they hear. Um, and really mostly it's what they see. You know, we talk about all the time with our counselors is that the kid, you know, they might listen to you, but most likely they're going to forget, but they're going to copy your behavior more than anything yes. else. Yeah. So I have a saying where I say, you hear everything I say, you might just not listen to it, <laughs> but they're hearing it they're, I know it. Cause I hear the words being repeated, even mm-hmm. though you didn't listen to what it was. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How do you think we can help parents really prepare themselves and then also then prepare kids as, as a, as a summer camp, you know, and not just mm-hmm. you know, our camp, but, but any camp, how can summer camps help parents prepare for the summer and then help their kids prepare? So I think over communication is going to be really important this year and needing to do that more than we've had to in the past, mm-hmm. us communicating with the parents and children and then the parents communicating with their children, mm-hmm. you know, having questions with their kids. So, you know, sitting down at the table, what are you guys most excited about for camp? What are you nervous about? And having that conversation too, because you can have two children and they're going to be very different. I have two kids coming to camp and one of them is most nervous about what the kids are going to be like. Yep. And the other one doesn't care about that, isn't worried about that, but is more nervous about what are the activities going to be like? Mm-hmm. And what's the day going to look like? What is my schedule and routine going to look like? Mm-hmm. So it's important to have that conversation and really ask your children open-ended questions like what do you think it's going to be like and be very curious mm-hmm. I think um you know with anxiety and with everything going on our kids really want to know exactly what to expect but we can't control any of that all we can control is what we can do ourselves and so being very curious I wonder what camp is going to be like I wonder what your counselor is going to be like I wonder what your day is going to be like what do you think it's going to look like? And really having those questions with it or having those conversations with the children. Sure. And then with camp, I think it's really important to share information to the parents and kids, especially new at campers who might be really nervous to go to camp in the first place because they've never been. They might not know anybody. You know, here's some information. Here are some pictures of what camp looks like. Here are some videos. The videos on the website are great because it gives them glimpses. And we might need to even give them more information about here are what these activities are and what they mean. Mm-hmm. Here are what the kids might, you know, where the kids might be from, you know, in your bunk and how many kids and what the food is that they serve. And, you know, just a little bit more information this year so that they know a little more going into it. Definitely. And it's interesting, you know, that sounds perfect for the return, sorry, for the new campers because they mm-hmm. really don't know what to expect. I think camps also need to do a good job of preparing returning campers who are so yeah. gung-ho to get back to camp. And like you said earlier, it's going to be camp and there's going to be a little different and just right. to prepare them for that. Right. Um, what also from a relationship standpoint, you know, with our kids, you know, you have a, an 11 year old leave and they've got, you know, she's got her best friends at camp. She's coming back as a 13 year old. Now, I don't know of a much bigger time uh, where mm-hmm. social emotional stuff changes for girls than from like 11 to 13. Uh, obviously, yeah. baby side. But I mean, you see young girls get on the bus to go home. And then two years later, they're young women. They get off the bus. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how do you think we can help them from a relationship standpoint, get back in with their buddies? 
Yeah. And, you know, also, I think what I know you guys have come across before is, well, some of my friends are in this bunk, but some of them are in that bunk and I, you know, I'm moving right. around. So I think, you know, those first couple of days of camp are going to be really important. And it's a lot of pressure to put on the counselors as well, mm-hmm. because the counselors are really there to create, like, we're all equal here. And I think especially, too, with this year, everyone might come in with opinions, politics, COVID, their life looked a little bit different than, you know, someone else's mm-hmm. life did. You've got a 24-hour mask-wearing person, you know, to maybe one hour. <laughs> so I think those first couple of days, we're going to really need to do a good job at, at taking time to sit with all the kids, especially the girls, just getting to know each other. And having open conversations and dialogues and finding ways for them to connect with each other. Because someone that maybe they weren't very good friends with two years ago could potentially be their best friend now because everyone changes and personalities change and shift. And so it's so important to be open-minded to that and to connect. There are always ways that we can connect with each other, no matter how different we are, whether it's family or travel or interests or hobbies. And so I think taking the time those first couple of days to really do that and set that stage will be important. Yeah. And, you know, it brings to mind a quote I heard about humility and that humility is one person defined as falling in love with information you don't yet know, you know, mm-hmm. always being curious. And it, and I think especially in today's age of social media and look at me and this is what I do, a lot of our older kids, 13 and up, will say, this is how it has to be. Mm-hmm. And yet it doesn't. There, It doesn't have to be that way or this way mm-hmm. or that way. But to, in order to be curious, to say, all right, let's all kind of come to a decision together. And yeah. I think that's what we're going to have to do at camp this summer for, for all of our kids. Absolutely. So from a staffing standpoint, because you brought it up, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll go right down that line. How can we help our 19 to 22 to, to you know, 45 to 60-year-old counselors <laughs> and, and, and staff members at, at camp, how can we help them this summer? Because more pressure is going to be put on them into what's already a very difficult job. And I've talked about that a lot around the campfire, that being a camp counselor is a ton of fun and incredibly rewarding, mm-hmm. and it's challenging. Yeah. How can we help prepare them to get into this new challenge? Yeah, you know, so that's a good question. And I don't know that it's almost like a combination of how you help parents and kids at the same time, because some of them are really still kids Mm -hmm. and might be feeling a lot of the same things and the nerves that, you know, some of our kids are. They're leaving home. Some are coming from other countries. And COVID looks very different here than it did there too. So, you know, I think the orientation time, and what's so great is you guys spend so much time interviewing and talking to your counselors and spending time at orientation to really kind of process a lot of that with them together first before all the campers come and doing some of that same thing that I mentioned with the kids and with the girls, connecting everybody Mm -hmm. so that they feel like they have a support system there too, because there are going to be challenging times and there are going to be situations that come up where they're not really sure how to handle it. Mm -hmm. And so it will be important for them to have the relationships with the other counselors and staff so that they say, okay, well, what do you think about this? Or how would you approach this? And really, again, to be open-minded and um, to approach it. And I think, you know, also as a counselor, it's not really about us, you know, as a staff person, like we're really at camp. Yes, it's fun and beautiful. And there's so many good things that come with it, but we're really almost doing a service. We're at camp to make sure that a few hundred kids have an amazing summer. And that's like our main job and our main purpose. And so I think always reminding our staff of that, like in our goal and our mission 
at camp and what we want to teach and the values and, and how we're of the big picture, we're really impacting the world by doing this because every child that we help is going to teach those goals and missions to other children and expand it. And so, you know, I think the key, you know, I think for everyone is communication and support, constantly checking in with people because there are a lot of people who don't speak up when they're mm. feeling overwhelmed or anxious or nervous or worried, or they maybe think they did something wrong and they're not sure. And so asking a lot of questions and helping people to feel like they're in a safe place and that they can talk about it and always assuming best intent too, because yeah. there might be times where they think that counselor did this, you know, and counselors have some of the similar situations that campers have too. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you say that because one of the challenges a lot of our younger boys have at camp is that when something's gone wrong, instead of being able to discuss it, they kind of shut down, they withdraw mm-hmm. yeah. and they save it for mom and dad back home, which we get because that's a safe space. But in mm-hmm. a new environment, you know, a lot of our times, our younger boys will say, I'm just not going to say anything. Everything's, you know, thumbs up. Everything's great. I'm not going to tell you what I really think. What are, what, how would you help younger kids, especially the boys who have a little bit harder time communicating because, you know, our, our brains aren't firing that well emotionally from, and from a language <laughs> standpoint. I know that because I'm a boy and I've got three of my own. Um, how can you help, how can parents help their boys get better communicating their needs when they're away? That's a good question. It is very different, you know, and girls even too. I mean, you have those that, you know, are complete introverts and keep everything in and just shut down. And then you have others that, are very dramatic and, you know, communicate everything and the world's ending. And so, you know, with boys, I think also they tend to get more angry about Mm -hmm. something than sad Mm -hmm. and it can come out in physical ways. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think really it's important for parents to talk to their kids about expectations. You Mm -hmm. know, I think kids also come into camp, like I'm going to this world and everything's going to be perfect. Well, life isn't perfect and life doesn't always happen exactly how you think it's going to happen. And you might not get exactly, you know, the bunk you want or the game you want or the activity you want at the right time. And so I think it's really important to set those expectations to focus on, you know, what it is that's important, what your priorities are. And when things aren't going their way or they're upset, you know, physical violence, pushing, shoving is never ever the answer like it accomplishes nothing and you know and so I think encouraging the boys to talk to their counselors about it and also again putting pressure on the counselors to really observe and check in with the boys and you know especially maybe like that bunk time like you know when you're relaxing before dinner after dinner in the afternoon observe a lot of the observations you know that silent like who's sitting with who who's you know interacting who's kind of got a look on their face Um, because our faces say a lot and our actions say a lot more than our words do sometimes. And then really checking in and sitting down and playing a game of cards while talking. Boys, I find, are very much way more vocal while doing something with their hands. So playing a card game and then you ask the questions, you know, whereas girls, you can walk and talk and they're less, you know, involved with that. So playing a game and connecting and again, connecting people on the similarities that they have with each other. Yeah, we, we did a, um, a quick thing about that with our counselors one time, and um, we were trying to teach the ladies 
how it worked best with boys and how for the guys to work best with the, with the girls. And I sat down crisscross applesauce, almost nose to nose with a female counselor. And she was just chatting and talking. We were having the best time and laughing. And I did the same thing with a male counselor. And I said, Hey, and he goes, I, I, could you back up? Like you're kind of in my space, <laughs> you know, but I looked at the ladies and said, look, you get, you know, ladies, you get into a little boy's face. He's going to have a hard time, you know, mm-hmm. do something with him, you know, yep. To hit it, throw a tennis ball back and forth, yeah, car game, whatever it is, just do something. And guys, sit down, crisscross applesauce, go nose to nose with that little girl, and just be open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Color with them, draw a picture with them, get down on their level. Yep, awesome. Absolutely. So, what what do you think would be some of the strategies that our kids and our counselors, and really honestly, our parents, can go through and use this summer when they are getting anxious about being out of control? You know, because they're no longer in control of their little houses, you know, or their little areas. Now all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're at a summer camp and they've got, you know, 400 people there and they've got a bunch of staff there and they're no longer, it's no longer just about them and their small area. What are some things that when people are feeling kind of out of control or afraid to mm-hmm. get back to center? Great question. So, um, you know, this year, of course, anxiety has been through the roof. And so I've been doing a lot of education with kids about their worry voice. Mm. And the worry voice is really just that part of us that worries. And everybody has it. Every single human being has it. Even animals have it. And our worry voice gets bigger when we avoid the things that we worry about. Ah. So we need to take control of our worry voice. Otherwise, it will control us. So a lot of what I do and what I think we can do with the campers is to find out what they're worried about. What's your worry voice telling you? When we kind of externalize it a little bit, it makes it like this being here, you know, on the side of their shoulder versus them. You know, what is your worry voice saying to you right now? And what can we say back to your worry voice? Because your worry voice is preventing you from doing an activity that you think will be fun. And so that's not really fair, you know, so don't let that worry voice control you. You tell that worry voice, be quiet. I want to go do this. I want to go meet friends. I want to go to camp. I don't want you ruining this for me and take control of it. And so just kind of thinking about it in that way and talking to the kids a lot, parents talking to their kids and the counselors talking to the kids, what's your worry voice telling you today? Mm Because it will speak to us every day. It's what we choose to do with it. And if we let it control us versus us controlling it. And that's with, you know, for kids who are introverts, you know, walking up to another child and saying, hi, my name is so-and-so, where are you from? Like, mm-hmm. that's so hard for some kids to do. But the best thing to do for someone who's worried about doing that is to actually do it. Like, the best thing we can do for ourselves and teach our kids is to do those things that we're worried about because we're teaching ourselves that, no, we can do this. That's and awesome. I can do whatever I want to do. And I think we can apply that to camp, you know. And, and I would just say, you know, talk. Talk, talk, communicate. There's never anything wrong about saying you're worried about something, you're upset about something, you're nervous about something. And the more we talk to a counselor about it or other campers about it even, you'll always find that someone else feels the same way that you do and is just as worried as you do, but you had no idea because they're not talking about it either. And then they can connect to each other and maybe go and do it together and support each other. And so I think talking and communicating is so important and for parents too. Yeah, I was about to ask, so do, do parents have the word worry voice as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you can't tell me that you've never worried about, you know, with your boys going out with sports, even, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the thing, too, like our parents need to control the worry voice 
because we don't want it to control them. And they're going to be so worried sending their kids off to camp. They are no longer going to be able to control everything that their kids do. Mm -hmm. And so what I would say even to parents is while your kids are at camp, this is time for you to take care of you. Time for self-care. Do the things that you have been too worried to do for the whole year because you are so focused on taking care of your children and keeping them safe. And it's time to manage that for themselves and really do some good self-care while their kids are away. Yeah, it's funny. My So we've got great relationships with all of our families, but my younger brother, for the first time, is sending both of my nieces, his two little girls, to camp this summer for, for three weeks. We're so excited to finally get the girls here for camp for good. And he looked at me, he's like, we are so excited for them. And frankly, to have three weeks, just the two of us, it's gonna, it's life-changing. And I, mm-hmm. it's amazing how many parents you have in, in the past where they come for visiting days. Like we've had the best, th- they've had the greatest time, which is more than enough gift. But call oh, boy, the last three weeks have been great for us too. <laughs> like, yeah, Absolutely. You know, camp's, camp Absolutely. is for everybody in that light. So. Yeah. And especially, I mean, this past year, I don't think I've had a day without my kids this whole year, which is a big break from what it's been in the past. And that's hard on parents. Yes. And we love our kids, but that's hard on the parents and it's hard on the kids too. So everyone needs to take care of themselves during the summer. Yeah, without a doubt. It's funny. My my three boys decided um, last year, a couple of times they needed a quarantine uh, 48 hours. And so we stocked their their rooms with food and they literally stayed in their rooms. <laughs> For, except to come out for the bathroom, they stayed in their rooms for almost 48 hours. They went oh on Friday God. night and they got out Saturday or Sunday morning for church, but we didn't see them. They didn't see us or anybody else. And they <laughs> loved it. And they're fine. And everyone fine. was fine, right? Yeah, everyone exactly. was fine. They're fine. Yeah, We're um, all going to get through it. So anything else, any other advice or thoughts you want to pass along um, to our, our families? Before we you know, I think it's so important that camps are open this summer. I really do. I think, you know, things will continue to get better. We're all throwing a major curveball, but I think kids really need to be kids for their own mental health. They need to get away from the couch and the electronics. They need to learn how to interact socially again with kids. And it might kill parents to let them go. And it might be the hardest thing that they ever do because they are so worried. But I think, you know, just I would say to the parents who are listening to trust the camp and to trust you and all of your staff that they're going to take really good care of the kids. And whether the kids are with them or not with them, we can't control everything that happens. We have to just kind of go with it and set our expectations and realize that everything that comes our way is a learning lesson. And the kids are going to learn so much about themselves at camp. I think that's one of the most important things about sending kids away is that they become independent and learn more about what they can and can't do. I mean, you guys have kids, I think, who have never, ever put their clothes away or done their laundry before or anything like that because their parents have done it for them and they go to camp and you know what? They're just fine. They can do it. (laughs) They're very successful at it. (laughs) You know, so I think, I think, you know, it's so important. And for parents who are kind of on the edge and just not sure, I would say tell the worry voice to be quiet and talk to your kids about it and talk to them about, you know, what they're worried about, what they're excited about, watch videos, set expectations and let them be free. I love it. Uh, Well, you're certainly preaching to the choir there, so I couldn't agree more. Wonderful. (laughs) Ricky, so nice to have you around the campfire. Thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to see you this summer. We're going to have a blast. Yeah. (laughs) I am so happy that Ricky offered to sit around the digital campfire and talk about the subject with me. I agree with her. There is not a better time for camp. I also agree that we, as parents, need to be very intentional about how we prepare our campers for a great summer. 
And we've also got to be intentional about how we prepare ourselves. The idea of asking what the worry voice is saying and then deciding, and that's just the important part, deciding whether or not to listen is huge. The more people who learn that skill, the better. And yes, it is a skill. Campers, I want you to talk with your parents and your loved ones about what you're nervous about, what the worry voice is saying. And I also want to make sure that you steer the conversation to things for which you're excited about too. Your brain is an amazing thing and you actually can exert a lot of control over it if you decide to. Parents, I want you to talk with your campers and with your summer camp. Express your worries and ask your questions. I can't imagine a summer camp professional anywhere who hasn't already thought about a lot of the questions that you're probably going to ask already. Please call or write to get the information that you want and the information that you need. I know the camp professionals out there will be more than happy to help. And if you're an incoming staff member for any camp anywhere in the country, please let me be the first to say thank you for all that you're going to do. As Ricky said earlier, the work you're going to do this summer could not be more important. We can't wait to see all the good that you're going to do. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating on whichever service that you're listening to and share it with your friends. Our campfire circle is big enough for everyone to enjoy. See you next time around the campfire. Until next time, be good and do good. Thanks again to our friends at Scope for sponsoring the Campfire Conversation podcast. Scope stands for Summer Camp Opportunities Promote Education. They provide children from underserved communities with life-changing opportunities through the experience of summer camp. Scope campers benefit from a positive, safe, and healthy environment led by excellent role models who give them the chance to develop their full potential. We both believe that summer camp reinforces what children learn in school and enhances overall academic learning. If you would like to help give some wonderful children a life-changing experience, I hope you'll join me in supporting Scope. You can find them online at scopeusa.org and on social media at support scope.